Yo, what's happening guys? Welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks, where I usually talk to people who inspire me. This week I actually have a guest, uh, a close friend of mine, his name is Yari El Tejada. Uh, really, this conversation, or this podcast is about the political climate. Pretty much the political climate, the way how politics affects creators, affects everyone, why it's important to be informed and understand creators. Uh, let's leave it at that. We also talk about him. Well, I've known him for a long time. He started losing weight and we talk about him going on a plant diet. So pretty much he doesn't eat meat, practically meat. I'd, I'm trying to not eat red meat. Let's just get it started. Here's a word from our sponsor. Alright, welcome guys to Chris Talks. I have Yariel here, and we're going to talk about politics. And he's going to tell us real quick about why politics are important. For anybody who's creative, anything like that, and we're just gonna get into it. And he's gonna tell us a little more about politics, why it's important, uh, him streaming, <laughs> going on a diet, well, changing his life around, and let's just get it started. So tell us why politics are important Wait, for anyone who's creative. I mean, before we start, hey guys, my name is Yariel. Um, uh, I've known Mr. Chris for a very long time. Uh, he just recently invited me on the podcast uh, because we were having a very interesting discussion about politics uh, last week. And uh, I just think it's super interesting and uh, it'll really shed a light on the way society itself functions. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, a lot of people think it's boring and they just put it off to the side. But honestly, like once you really get to know what's going on this is something that everyone should be like 100% about uh, but we'll get started uh, your first question sir <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel when people aren't informed about certain politics because we had a conversation and I said something you said uh, most people aren't informing you don't understand about like money and government money being in government right so okay. like big businesses everything like that yeah so okay we're there. We, we live in a in a country, unfortunately, where um, money corrupts, right? And so, politicians have what they call PACs, right? So, what a PAC is is that your pundit or the people you know, the people who support you, the people who vote for you, uh, they can support you by giving you money. Unfortunately, there is a loophole in the laws right now that uh, allows for unlimited money to be uh you know granted to these packs mm-hmm. so when you have a system like that where un- an unlimited amount of money can uh just be dumped onto a politician that's going to influence the minds of that politician even if um even if their voters don't support whatever it is that they're even if their voters don't support whatever it is that they're trying to pass or whatever so Mm -hmm. let me let me let me kind of give you an example here um 
Trump just appointed someone to the head of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah. Who was a coal lobbyist. Now, what, what that pretty much means is that he worked for coal companies. He advocated and promoted coal companies. And uh, I'm not sure how... I'm not sure if many people know this, but those types of companies are basically what's contributing to the environmental downfall of the planet, right? So having someone like that on the board to protecting the environment is a slap in the face because we all know he's not going to do shit. Yeah. Right? Um, and so he'll get money from other coal companies or other energy companies or companies that... that mostly rely on oil or gas you know all they'll get influenced to change the laws right they'll get influenced to, to change the laws to fit those companies views right mm-hmm. which fucks over literally everyone else yeah like this is not even a it's not even a, a left versus right thing this is literally a humanity versus company versus giant corporations type of thing yeah you know and and that's that's honestly that's that's the poison to all of this. If you ever wondered why your government is so shitty, why the government here in the U.S. is, is absolute ass, how they can, uh, you know, a rich kid can go around raping people and get a slap on the wrist, but a, a poor person does that, you know, they get, I mean, they should be punished to the full extent, but my point is that that person will not get punished. because Why? Because they contribute money to these politicians through PACs, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no limit to how much they can give them yeah which influences everything <coughs> so pretty much it's like companies are fucking over everyone just so they can make a profit basically okay so like i don't want to be the devil's advocate but mm-hmm. how does that help someone or like why does this knowledge help someone who wants to learn photography or like because again like when you're starting out doing photography you're either you have like a part-time job or something sure so like explain to me why this matters so much to someone sure um here in new york thankfully they just raised the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour mm-hmm. right but before the minimum wage was at 15 dollars an hour what was the minimum wage uh, well, before they started the law and like mm-hmm. the, it was uh, like seven dollars and twenty five cents. That's the federal. That mind you, that's still the federal minimum wage today. The states can change the minimum wage depending, uh, because state law and federal law are different. States can govern more or less how they want, uh, which is why Bill De Blasio, the mayor of New York, he's actually introducing a uh, a bill that will give more health care coverage to more New York citizens, as well as he already passed and introduced uh, the fifteen dollar an hour. Uh, minimum wage here in New York, uh, but that's not the case in the rest of the country, unfortunately. Um, and so this is important because let's say you're doing photography and you're on a part-time job, you can't survive off 725. Hell, you can you can't even survive off 10, 12, 13. You just can't. It's impossible. How are you going to buy your equipment? How are you going to buy food? Now you're going to have to choose between food and your bills over your equipment. Mm-hmm. You know. Now you're going to have to choose. Uh, between going to say uh, a very precise venue like let's say you you're a photographer and you want to take a picture of Mount Rushmore or whatever you don't make enough to travel fucking Mount Mount Rushmore to take a a nice fucking sunset picture of the fucking four presidents right Mm -hmm. like you don't make enough to to replace broken parts no 
you know, you don't make it. Perfect any- example is I crashed one of my drones and I can barely get one fixed. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally like, I, I just paid one off, right? And I just picked it up like what yesterday, and I, I still have to pay like four hundred dollars and then get the other one fixed. And I'm just like, I can't afford to pay for it. Exactly. And, that's, and that stuff is, is super expensive. In fact, before me and uh, Chris started the podcast, uh, he was explaining to me how much the equipment he has here costs, you know? And it was like $500 for the body and what, like $300 for a used lens? Yeah. That's insane. How are you? How are oh, you? Oh, this is, to- this is the cheaper end stuff. This is like the budget friendly stuff. Yeah. Cause like if you if you wanted to get more into other things, so like if you wanted a, a new a, one of the new Sony cameras, it's like about two thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! And then like if you want the latest Nikon, like again they're like in the thousands or higher range. Anything new camera related is right. a thousand. Like anytime you'll get like a cheaper camera mm-hmm. is what like a crop sensor, but they'll be old. They'll be like at least two to three years old and i'm not saying like i've done i've talked about this before like gear doesn't matter like what you use doesn't matter as long as you know how to use it right but like budgeting is really hard especially when you have people who you like who you like creators and they have two thousand dollar cameras and you're just like i want to be like them i want to have a two thousand dollar camera yeah but again you wouldn't be able to because (laughs) of the way the system is is set up Mm -hmm. you know um and so the, going back to the conversation that me and Chris were having last week when we first started talking about politics, this is, honestly, it seems boring, I know, but it's actually very inspirational things because politics, they have their hand in everything. Healthcare, uh, uh, you know, uh, finance, uh, from, the clothes that, from the clothes that you wear to the bed that you sleep on to the food that you buy in the supermarket, all of that is regulated by politics. Politics is the building block of society, and I feel like that's something that everyone should just know. Like, this is something that should be taught in school curriculums, and I don't mean like there are three different branches of government. I mean like, hey, this is what's going on today. Here's this person's point and this person's point. Here's why this person's wrong, and here's why this person's wrong. And I'm not by its way, but we'll just go by the facts. Yeah. You know? Um, And, uh... That's, but that's a topic for a completely different time because that's, that, that's talking about education reform, which, again, is also still politics. But I can sit here and talk about that forever. Like, if we, so. if we were to talk about that, I feel like there's certain things that should be taught in school. Like, they should give you the chance to be able to get a trade. Like, a perfect example, at least for me, when I was, when I was in high school, I didn't get an opportunity. I, I mean, I got an opportunity to do a trade. But I didn't want to do the trade yet because I was like, oh, I want to try college. I want to try these other things. Right. But like it's college or bust most of the time. Oh, yeah. And and then don't even get me started on that college or bust bullshit. So many degrees are useless nowadays. Mm-hmm. Absolutely useless. What you said, picking up a trade is actually more valuable in today's society than picking up a degree. Now, you can want now. It, of course, it depends on the type of degree because not everyone's going to go out and be a doctor. That's like mm-hmm. eight years of your life gone or, or lawyer. It's another eight years. You know what I mean? Uh, or, or sometimes people, let's just be honest, aren't smart enough to be in those fields. And that's okay. But you should be able to, like if you're going to school, the whole point of it is at the end of it, you should be able to go out and get yourself a job that can support you and your family until you're dead. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the fact that that's not really possible anymore 
especially with uh, stu- I don't know if you know this student uh, debt. There's a student debt crisis in this country. So many people are going bankrupt from their student loans or can't move out of their 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 parents' homes because they're paying off student loans or they can't enter like society because of their student loan because they're too busy paying that off. Yeah. Every single cent that they make goes there. So now they're dealing with that. Now they can't afford like a car to say to to go to an internship to start at a company or whatever. So now they're forced to maybe work at a McDonald's or whatever. And it goes all the way back around to what we were talking about earlier, the minimum wage. How is that seven fifty? And if it's at seven fifty, guess what? You can't afford, you can't afford to do anything. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> right. So in the UK and literally everywhere else in the world, healthcare is free. I say free because there's like a ten dollar copay, but like comparatively speaking to the US, that's basically free. Mm-hmm. Um and the and public universities are free. Notice I didn't say private universities like Yale or, or Princeton or whatever. Yeah. But like community colleges or or four-year colleges that don't really have too much name recognition, you'd be able to go there for free and just not have to worry about where am I going to get this money to pay this university so then I can also continue paying this university after I graduate to then try to find a job, which I can't do because I can't afford it because now I have to work at this minimum wage job. And it just go. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. So like, what would you say is your solution to these things? Or like, because you're telling me a lot about it, and I'm I'm understanding it. But what what is something that you would want to see to get fixed, and what you want people to acknowledge so that way they know like to help with the solution? Okay. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, I I really just want. Uh, politician. I, I, first of all, we as citizens need to get up under our representatives, and I'm using that in quotations because most yeah. of the time they don't represent us; they represent the companies. Yeah. We need to start calling their offices. We need to, uh, uh, you know, fucking protest in front of their offices. We need to fucking talk to them respectfully, obviously, uh, <laughs> through their social media pages. Yeah. If we see them out at a restaurant or whatever, again, respectfully protest them because they're not in the right. When I, f- I feel like this country is divided too much into classes. The Democrats versus Republicans, rich versus poor, white versus black, or, or white versus minorities. Um, and it really shouldn't be that way. It should be that whoever we have in office representing us and, 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 and controlling our lives with politics that they should go, they should be representative of everybody, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on. Yeah. Which is why I really like politicians like Bernie Sanders, who he doesn't care if a state is predominantly Republican, even though he's running as a Democrat. He'll go to that state and he'll and he'll uh, do town halls in that state and he'll explain the issues that's going on with the country in terms of healthcare and all this other stuff. And you'll be surprised actually, he, he does that and it turns out a lot of those people, they were never exposed to any of this. Mm-hmm. So they were just going by what their local news station that's, say. That's another thing I've always felt like. Um, like, it, it's going to sound... I feel certain places are exposed to certain things and they don't understand. So, like, this is... I have a conversation like this with my girlfriend all the time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like... Um, a lot of New York City, you're exposed to a lot of liberal newscasts. Like, I'm not trying to, like, bring anything back. Sure, sure, sure. Like, 
is a lot of liberal accepting things. And then like when you go out of state and you go like let's say you go upstate, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like Fox News or anything like that. Like there's a lot of conservative and a lot of like, oh, we don't understand this. Like one thing that I said the other day is like, why do people from upstate New York care about a wall? I don't understand. Why would you care about someone crossing the border from Mexico to Texas and then they're taking your jobs from upstate New York? Like, if a person from Mexico made it to upstate New York, Buffalo, I think they deserve your job. <laughs> like, that's just my thought process. Like, like I get it. You want, you want to enforce the border. I get that. I totally get it. Like, but I just don't understand, like, that. I feel like that shouldn't be a... Fe- like, I... It, it's, a, it's a weird way to say it. I feel like it shouldn't be a federal... Like, it is a federal thing, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it should be exactly a federal thing. I feel like that should be a state thing, and only the people from Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona should actually handle that. Fun fact, people from those regions, they don't they actually don't want a wall, Republicans or otherwise. They actually don't want a wall. They, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll destroy a, f- a few endangered wildlife that's mm-hmm. over there, like, uh, I think it was like lynxes and coyotes and shit. Yeah. Um, also, like, it's just, it's just fucking ugly, dude. In fact, there's a, um, I think they were testing the wall's durability. A regular saw cut through it. Wow. A regular saw, my nigga. Like, the wall's not gonna stop anything. It doesn't cause anything. It's just, it's just Trump being a baby and trying to erect a monument for himself. Because we already have. Why do we have ice when we already have border security? When we already have border patrol? Mm-hmm. Why do like? Why do? Why do we need? Um, a, for that for that same reason, why do we even need a wall? We already have a government agency dedicated to protecting the border and mm-hmm. making sure that that does not happen. It's just a waste of money. It's just a waste of money. I think it's more of like a way of him to cement himself into like legacy. I feel that's happened Oh, no, no. Lot. He already did that. He's only been in, in office for two years. And he's not, not even joking. Like, I'm not being biased. Like, I hate Trump. Don't get me wrong. I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying so hard not to be biased because there are a few good things that he did do. Like, he pulled out some of our troops from uh, uh, what was it Syria mm-hmm. like about half of our troops which is great all of them should have came back honestly because that, that's a useless war um, so I'll praise him when he does something good but most of the time he does shitty things and he's arguably worse than Bush and Nixon combined and he's only been in office two years those two motherfuckers served full term like this is the one thing I, I read an article about like why New Balance supports Trump and they were pretty much saying like they're tired of like other companies, bigger companies than them, going out to like other countries and getting free labor from that country or like getting low cost labor. Yeah. Like for example, Nike versus New Balance. New Balance tries to make their shoes in America and pay American workers and try to give American workers a sure. job, while Nike goes to like China and uses child labor. Okay. And like a lot of people don't talk about it and like we don't we don't like I'm not gonna like that's a different subject, mm-hmm. but like that's something that Trump is trying to get rid of. Companies that are American-based or, like, sell things in America should make things in America. Can I stop you right there? Yeah, go ahead. Trump outsources his own jobs. I know. But that's he's not, something... He's not, he's not trying to stop it. It's just rhetoric. Oh, it's that's... just rhetoric. Mm-hmm. He is making it easier for companies to outsource. Mm. Because that's how they save money. That's how they cut costs. You send your job overseas, guess what? They don't have as tight... Uh, lab- like we do. Yeah, they don't have tight labor protections like we do. Mm-hmm. So... Now, your shoes can get made in a fucking shack by little Indonesian kids missing an eye and shit, right? Um, For basically pennies, right? 
and then you get them back and you sell them at like 3 million percent profit. That's just business. And there was no way in hell Trump is against that from happening. Now, he may have shown that he was against it because mm-hmm. when, when he uh, first came into office, you know, Obama, before he left, he was trying to he was trying to work something out called the TPP, which is the Trans-Pacific Trade Deal, mm-hmm. which will basically allow us to ship even more of our jobs over to overseas, like China and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he like framed it as like this kind of like big economic thing that'll help us all out in the long run. P.S. It won't. Um, and so he pulled out of that, Trump, but he pulled out of it because Obama was doing it. He didn't understand what it was. That's why later that year, I believe, he reintroduced it, mm-hmm. right, with little to no alterations and just called it his idea. Because someone explained to him, hey, listen, if we actually do this, we're going to make a shit ton of money. And he goes, oh, really? Okay, let's just take Obama's name out of it, reintroduce it. People eat it up. So really, Trump is in this for the business side of it. Um, I, I personally think he didn't think he was gonna win. I thought he was gonna. He knew he knew he was gonna lose to Hillary, and like I feel like he knew he was gonna win against Hillary, but lose against Bernie. He would have lost against Bernie, hands down. Mm-hmm. I wish he lost against Bernie, because at least by now we would have been moving in the right direction, and the more time we would have had, the better. But now we have to wait another two years unfortunately until we get this orange asshole out of office um well we had a conversation about um i don't remember her name it was a new politician she's a millennial oh she's, alexandria ocasio cortez please tell us more about her oh. i want to know more about her okay so alexandria ocasio cortez all right she's this uh she's this up-and-coming star in the democratic party uh last year she uh she primaried against uh that means she ran against she ran against uh this guy named joe crawley uh from the uh, from the bronx district here in new york now joe crawley he was so well known in democratic circles that people thought that he was going to be like the next hillary clinton basically yeah um and so when they saw this little girl from the bronx this this little colored girl from the bronx you know competing against them they thought oh she stands no chance and he's just gonna win and yada yada she worked her ass off. She campaigned the shit out of that guy. And she ended up winning. Um, and so her thing is that she's part of this group known as the Justice Democrats. The Justice Democrats was founded by uh, pretty much the guy who got me into politics. Uh, a dude who runs a channel on YouTube called Secular Talk. His name is Kyle Kalinske. Uh, he also lives in New York. And um, uh, the whole point of... The whole point of uh, uh, Justice Democrats is that they'll primary or so they'll run against the current Democrats that we have because, again, these current Democrats, they're influenced by big money. So it goes full circle. They're influenced by big money, but Justice Democrats, in order to be a Justice Democrat, you have to sign something that basically says you're not allowed to take corporate money at all. So that means all your money is coming from the people who are voting for you, which means you are going to represent the people. Which yeah. is what a, democ- a democracy is supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? So she's a just a Democrat. She takes no no corporate money. You know, a lot of establishment uh, uh, Democrats and a lot of people who have been in politics for a long time are sitting here going, "Oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know what she's talking about." You know, she's just this this, uh, this person from the Bronx who 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 
doesn't understand how the world works, bro, you should have seen her campaign ad. That shit was fucking powerful, bro. She basically started the ad on one of the four, uh, you know, the four train, one of those train stations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, look at those skyscrapers in the, dis- in the distance or whatever. It kind of seems like our current politics only affect those buildings in the background because this bu- these buildings here in the Bronx, they've all been the same for like 20 years. Yeah. I thought that was super fucking powerful and inspiring, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and and she she's just, she's awesome, dude. Uh, just the other, I think it was yesterday or the day before, she just gave her her first speech on the Senate floor. Mm-hmm. And that was covered by C-SPAN, which is usually the, 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 the people who cover the politics. The people who cover the politics. And her speech, which was only like five to ten minutes, got the most view views out of anything C-SPAN has ever put out, ever. Ever. Because she's sitting here telling the government, basically in a nice way, fuck yourselves, right? Because you guys aren't representing the people. Mm-hmm. And we need to change that. And people are all for that. Republicans, Democrats, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, the government was treating us all like shit. Yeah. You know, it's just what happens that she is a, a, a good voice on this. And it's not just her. There are many other Justice Democrats, but she's clearly the most famous one. I would say she's even more famous than, like, Bernie Sanders right now. So it's, yeah. it'd be, like, her, Bernie Sanders, and then everybody else. Um, and uh, she, like, I was watching I was watching this uh, video. You, you know, you ever heard of the show <coughs> The View? Yeah. Okay, so there are a few hostess on The View who I don't recognize, but there are two who I do recognize. One of them is John McCain's daughter. Uh, I forget her first name. And Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Now, Whoopi has been a, a millionaire for 30 years. She's forgotten what it's like to struggle. She's forgotten what it's like to have to rely on food stamps or, or you know, uh, have to pay a, 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 a high-ass medical bill mm-hmm. and all this other shit. She's been, people have been weighing on her hand and foot for like three decades. So she gets on The View and she's like, oh, we like opinionated women, but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you need to keep your opinions to yourself. That's basically what she's You need to keep her opinions to herself. My nigga, she is, she's spitting facts, and you don't like it because you're rich and you benefit from the current system that we do have. Because that's all, the only people who benefit from our current system are the rich because they already have health care. They don't have to worry about uh, buying a, buying a photography equipment. They don't have to worry about fucking working a minimum wage job. They don't have to worry about not having their expenses covered because they have all that shit already. So to them, basically anything that makes them a little extra money, which is basically how our system is designed right now, that's enough. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's not good because the majority of people in this country, they're working class. They're not upper class. It doesn't make sense for you to make laws that benefit them and fuck us over. Did you know that, I forget the number, but there's like a whole bunch of people who die every year because they don't have health insurance, because they can't afford health insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, you're telling me that in the in the most richest fucking country on earth, we can't have health insurance for everybody, but fucking Europe can have health insurance for everybody? Literally every country in Europe can have health insurance for everybody, but we can't? My nigga, our military budget is 14 times bigger than any one of our allies. It is. If it wasn't for nukes, this would be the United States of Earth. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason why we can't make sure our citizens are fine and well-fed 
There's no reason why we can't make sure our citizens aren't homeless. There's no, like, there's, there's no reason. There's no excuse other than, you know, it costs corporations money. It costs rich, rich people money. That's why they don't want to do it. But in the long run, it's a good investment because you're adding more. Like, imagine if a kid died because he didn't have health care. But it, had he lived, maybe he would have discovered the cure to, like, fucking polio or cancer or AIDS or whatever. Guess what? Now we lose on that investment because that kid is dead because he didn't have health insurance. Now I know that's a long stretch. That's a that's, that a, is, that's a long hypothetical. Yeah. But my point is, we'll never know now. You know? Yeah. And it's something that we could have easily prevented. And there are a lot of things that go on in this country that could have been easily prevented, but just money and politics taints that so much. For example, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Yeah, Elon Musk announced the other day that he has to fucking go and provide clean water. That's not... First of all, I'm thankful for Elon Musk for him doing that. You feel me? But yeah. that's not his place to do that. It's the government. It's the government's place. They should have done that. Why the fuck has Flint, Michigan had dirty water since Obama's last year? Yeah. Well, you know, fucking... And there's a whole bunch of issues like that. Like the fucking... The gun lobbyists, the people who support the NRA and all this other stuff. They're yeah. the ones who are passing laws that that allow people to have any kind of guns that they want. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-gun. I feel like you can have a pistol. That should be enough to defend yourself. We're not superhuman. Bullets don't bounce <laughs> off of us, my nigga. You need, you, want, you need to protect yourself in your home. All you need is a bullet and something that can shoot a bullet. Why not a pistol? So a pistol and a hunting rifle. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. So you feel like assault rifles are a little too much? I, my, who are we waging a war against? Those are weapons of war. Their intention is to eliminate other human beings. Mm-hmm. People I, like to say, oh, I, wanted, I, I want this AK-47 for protection. Really? From who? Well, I don't know about AK-47s, but I was told like certain guns, um, AR-15s, aren't considered war rifles. So like, I'm not going to get into it, into that. Um, the way how I feel about it, so to give you an example, um, this is like the best example I could probably give because it's like my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who owns a gun is responsible for a gun. You're putting limitations on what they can do with their gun, even though they're the ones who are responsible with their guns, compared to someone who's irresponsible with their guns. So I feel like maybe someone who is there should be more not laws to stop you from having guns, more strict laws about the people who are irresponsible with guns. Like, for example, um, when someone's a drunk driver, right, you don't punish the person who's serving them the alcohol. You don't punish the person who's driving responsibly. You person you punish the person who's behind the wheel, who caused the accident, who's driving drunk. If you get what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. So in your analogy, guns are the alcohol. And, right. And the drunk driver is the irresponsible person. Yes. So if, an irresponsible person, let's say, shoot you somebody. Should put, that you punishment, should punish them. Yes, that punishment should be a lot higher. And like the person who they get the gun from, like, of, I feel like, it, in a way, like southern states is a lot easier to get a gun <laughs> than it is in like northern states or like in in big city areas. Mm-hmm. But it should be, it shouldn't be. You should like have to take a mental health test. I get that, and like you have to be a certain age to be able to hold the gun or carry a gun. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Like to give you another analogy, drone flyers. Like I'm a, like technically I'm I'm a bad uh, I'm an irresponsible drone flyer, but I'm a responsible drone flyer. Like I know where I can fly, I know where I can't fly. 
I know I can't fly over people. I can't fly certain areas. Like, I follow the rules even though I'm breaking the rules because I'm not supposed to be flying. Like, I'm a hobbyist who can fly, but I can only fly in select areas. Right. But I break the rules even though I fly responsibly. And, like, I still haven't technically got my part 107 yet, but... I, I abide by those rules. I don't fly by the airports. I'm five miles away from the airport. Like, All right, I, government, you hear this? He doesn't have a license to fly, but he's obeying the rules. It's fine. Imagine if you said that and you were driving, right? <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm allowed to fly in certain areas, but what I'm saying is just, like, all right, someone who has a gun who's responsible with their gun, they shouldn't be punished. And, like, we've had this conversation, and I feel like, uh, you told me like these are people who are misinformed. Is like there are people who take it to the extreme, right. or like, oh, you're trying to take away my guns, and then no, there's no, people I, who are right. on the other side who say, yo, I'm trying to take away your guns, and right. like you, you have there to find extremes, the middle. Yeah, yes. there are extremes on the boat on both ends of the spectrum, uh, and I'm not on either end. I'm more or less with you in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm only limiting what type of gun can be purchased. Whereas I'm not trying to take away all guns entirely. So, for example, that's like me saying, uh, you can only fly this type of drone, uh, but not a fucking a drone that is like a UAV. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to fly that. But you can you can fly whatever type of drone it is you fly. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not really well versed <laughs> in that. I understand. Um, but whatever basic drone it is, maybe like the one with the with the four mm-hmm. fucking motors or whatever, you can fly that one. But you you can't fly a UAV. Like that's that's my position on guns, um, and I think that's most most reasonable people. That's their position. Like like you said, there's an extreme on both ends, and usually you don't want to be too extreme on either end. But it's a but it's a it's a difference. There's a difference between um, fuck. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me like the differences between the guns like um sorry like you were saying that uh like you can fly certain drones but I don't want you to fly this drone and, right, like, right, you right. were saying like people can have pistols but people don't need like a, a machine gun right right okay, like, okay. An assault rifle so here's, here's here's what I was getting at if you have an assault rifle an assault rifle can eliminate 30 people in like less than a second less than a few seconds mm-hmm. right whereas if you had a pistol like, if a crazy person got their hands off a pistol because that's all that was available to them, sure, they'll get one or two shots in, and, and unfortunately, maybe they'll kill somebody or hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. But the large majority of the group of people that they were targeting will remain alive. Yeah. Because pistols, they, they just cannot... They can't take out a huge crowd. Exactly. So, like, uh, uh, another thing about it is, like, um, what is it, in New York... Uh, you in New York City at least you're only allowed to have a pistol you can't have the bullets inside of the gun you have to carry the gun in a case and like if it's for job purposes you have to uh, you have to have a license with it yeah, and then yeah, if you get stopped by a police officer the first thing you have to say is I, uh, I have a gun blah 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 that's in every state oh okay I didn't know that but like if you want to cause harm to a person I think we've sp- um, we've actually had like a discussion about this 
Uh, if you want to cause harm to another person, you'll, you'll find whatever to cause a harm sure, to another but person. A perfect example is the guy who was driving the car downtown, like by uh, the Lower East Side, I think, and like he drove over people. And then uh, there was like a, a massacre in China where somebody stabbed like 27 people or 10 people, and like he just went on a rampage. Like if you want to cause harm to someone, you're gonna cause harm. But like we don't want it to be massive harm to the point where it's like, hey. 50 people were shot at this concert because this guy decided to get an assault rifle and just mow down the entire crowd. Right, exactly. Exactly, that's my point there. And then a lot of people will argue, they will actually bring up that, that China example as like, oh, well, you shouldn't take away guns because even with a knife, people can just kill as many people as they want. Chances are, the guy who went on a knife spree did not kill all those people. He may have injured a lot of those people. He may have killed a few of those people, but chances are, percentage-wise, a lot of the people he stabbed are still alive. Yeah. Right. Whereas if he had a gun, a lot of a lot more of them would be dead. Yes. Right. So you can't really compare the two, and it, and it infuriates me when people are like, "Oh, well, I mean, you can cause harm with whatever, so you shouldn't regulate guns because of that, because then you would have to regulate everything else, and that's just not true." Okay. Um. Uh. You would find it a lot harder to stab many people than to shoot them. Because all you have to do is hold down the trigger, whereas stabbing is very exhausting. You have to mm. fucking... <laughs> right? Um, but again, uh, you know, all this just boils down to this is why politics is important. Because it touches... Even if we don't want to acknowledge it or realize it, it just touches on every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. And honestly, without politics, we'd be living in an anarchist society, which some might argue is better... Anarchy just being, uh, meaning that, you know, that there's no government. You know, that, that's the whole point of anarchy. But, Dude, but, I don't know. I feel, diff- like, I'm not, I feel people feel that way. And then when they actually live that way, mm-hmm. they, they're not going to like it. No. And yeah. I feel like I, I, I had this conversation with someone else right. about, like, the MTA. And I was just like, they were telling me about the Metro North. And they were like, if you want to buy a monthly pass on the Metro North, it depends on what time, like, the peak hours and the off-peak hours. And I was just like, I ha- I'm so privileged in New York City where I can- I pay two seventy five and I can go anywhere in the city I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not monitored of where I go, how exactly. long I'm on the train, or anything like that. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like people who fit say, like, oh, I want to live in this type of society mm-hmm. is, like, have you actually lived in that type of society? Do you know what it's like? Right. Uh, a good example of an anarchist society or a society with no government is the old Wild West, mm-hmm. right? It was lawless. You know, people, they governed themselves. But at the end of the day, society caught up to them. And guess what? They enjoyed it so much, they never went back. Have you ever heard of the Wild West ever coming back? No. Why? Right? People are just a lot safer in a, a, a government. That's why anarchism itself is a a very bad philosophy. Um, it just it doesn't accomplish anything. It just creates a vacuum that needs to be filled. And uh, I just I disagree with anyone who who who, who like uh, associates themselves with anarchy or anarchism or is an anarchist because I just believe they're one hundred percent wrong. Uh, but do you do you still so like uh, I remember having uh, I had this conversation on someone on Facebook mm-hmm. and like we had disagreements and then he was like 
this is why I unfriend people. And I was like, so you're really gonna unfriend me because we're having a debate about music? Oh. And like, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, if you have like friends who are anarchists and like you believe they're 100% wrong, are you still friends with them? Do you still have regular conversations? Do you sure. still enjoy them? I mean, I, I'll, I'll, if I had, I, I unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how I should word this, but I don't have friends who are anarchists. But if I, I suppose if I did have a friend who, who is an anarchist, I wouldn't unfriend them simply because they're an anarchist because that's just one aspect of their life that I don't agree with. But mm. if I calling you my friend, that means I enjoy the rest of you. I, I okay. just don't like the fact that you're an anarchist. Okay, you know, that's like, like a that's like a, a, a our mutual friend Joey or Joseph. Yeah, he's when it comes to politics, he con- he's more conservative leaning, mm-hmm. and I disagree with him about his political views, but I'm still his friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm, I'll probably go after this podcast and go hang out with him after this. <laughs> so, you know, it's just we don't. We'll just try not to bring up politics because yeah. we both know that we disagree with each other yeah like i don't know i just felt that way because i feel i have i have this conversation again with my girlfriend um a lot of people who i know are very liberal and i'm just like i have i, I wouldn't say conservative views on certain things i don't understand certain things that go on in the world and i feel like i have conservative views and i'm just like well if i said this this person's gonna unfriend me and i'm just like why are they like my friend? Why do I have them on Facebook? Why can't I just say my opinion on these things? Right. And like, there's certain things I don't understand that I would like to understand, and I wish someone would come up. Like, I can have a conversation with someone about this, but sometimes the world doesn't work that way. Right. And like, another person who really helps me understand these things is my girlfriend. Like, with other things like uh, gender neutrality. Sorry. 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 transgender and other things like that and like again that also plays into politics where people want uh, gender neutral bathrooms and I mean okay like that's that's a, that's a that's a sticky topic it's funny you know what let's leave it as let's, is let's leave it as, as is. is let's leave it as is because I, I don't want to get into that right now mm-hmm. um, but I feel like ultimately we can't call this the land of freedom and then People who aren't free to do what they want as long as they're not hurting anybody else or imposing their will on anybody else. Mm. And we don't allow them that freedom, then we're just hypocrites at that point. The okay. America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's the land of the restricted and <laughs> the home of corporations. Right. So this is one thing that you mentioned to me earlier. Uh, well, you have lost weight from like before when like a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, dude. You I'm started serious. getting into plant diet well we all know that the fda controls politics and like at least in food so as you were saying telling me more about like plant-based food the reason why you got okay um so it started like this um well actually i'm not sure when it started but all i know is that I was, um, I was like seasoning some pork chops and I was seasoning some pork chops and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I had them in my hands and they were just like flopping around and I'm just like, this is fucking like, this is gross. Like this is literal dead meat from a, from an animal and it's been dead for weeks and it's just now getting to my plate. 
feel me? Like, I feel like that's like super bad for you. That's the equivalent of putting something in. That's like that's like drinking uh, spoiled milk. Mm. Just cause fuck it. Okay. You know, no one drinks spoiled milk because it tastes fucking nasty. But we were taught that meat tastes delicious. I um, I happened to figure out that you know once I put meat down and I was off meat for like I'd say about a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then I, okay, so th- okay, so this is what happened. Let me start from the beginning. Um, so I was off meat for about two months. You know, uh, I was thinking to myself one day, hey, uh, what should I make for my son or whatever? Because I want to give my son the option to either, even though I know that going plant-based is better for you, I still want to give him the option, you know? So when he's older and he's able to make his own decisions, that he should be able to tell me, hey, dad, you know, I want to do it this way or I'm yeah. gonna keep doing it this way so I was like um you know he's probably hungry or whatever let me and I didn't feel like cooking so I was like oh let me go get him some chicken from the Spanish restaurant yeah right so I got him the chicken it smelled kind of good right so I was like oh you know what I haven't had meat in quite some time let me just pop it in my mouth and see what happens I took a bite of that fucking Spanish chicken and it was like the most horrible thing I've ever eaten in my entire life now, I've had Spanish chicken before, and I've had it from that restaurant before, so I know for a fact that they use uh, pretty decent ingredients. Yeah. So I don't think the meat was spoiled. It just tasted rancid to me. And I think that's because now that I've cleared my palate, like, my taste buds are, are desensitized. Yeah. So now, if I taste something that isn't right or has, like, a lot of weird chemicals in it, that's why I don't eat McDonald's. Or any fast food because mm-hmm. I can taste all the different weird preservatives that they all the weird preservatives that they keep in the food to 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 stop it from spoiling and stuff. Yeah. And that shit it just doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste like it's supposed to belong in our bodies at all. So I'm just now I'm completely turned off by like any sort of meat or like fast food. Like I, I don't I don't eat fast food anymore. Mm-hmm. Um even the smell of like when you go to a supermarket and there's a meat section, even the smell of the meat section gets to me. And I've noticed that um, also since switching, like my sense of smell is a little bit better where I'm able to smell like different types of food on people or like like to an not like to like an extent like where it was like obvious that I was let's say you were at a barbecue. Well, like it's super obviously where the barbecue came in unit shower or whatever and I, yeah. I can just but it, it, it's not like that it's more like I can tell if you've uh, just cooked meat in general it doesn't matter if you were in a barbecue or, or whatever it could have just been you could have you could have made ajo con pollo in your house uh, you know and rice and chicken rice and chicken yeah rice and chicken <laughs> uh, you could have put on a shirt or whatever say you did it like nude you put on a shirt whatever you come over I would still be able to smell the chicken on you. Mm. Like, wait, can you smell what I cooked this morning? No. <laughs> no. But to be fair, uh, you know, it's cold outside or whatever. So you don't have superhuman powers. I don't have superhuman powers. <laughs> I don't even have, you know, that great of a sense of smell. All I'm saying is I'm able to kind of like pick up on things a little yeah. bit, a little bit more. Um, and so I feel like we've all been lied to because meat leads to diseases that humans aren't even supposed to have like heart disease that's something you get from eating a whole bunch of red meat throughout your entire life 
we're not supposed to be eating red meat. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to have heart disease. That's just All right, that. I have a question because I don't understand. What is red meat? I don't know what red meat is. Because, uh, like, it's going to sound weird. <laughs> I saw McDonald's commercial and, like, they're like, they use white meat in their chicken nuggets. So I'm just like, okay, okay it's white meat. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay. So there are different categories of meat. Uh, red meat usually refers to, like, steak. Steak. Okay. You know, like cows and stuff. Uh, whereas white meat is mostly, like, birds, like mm. chicken. Uh, but on chicken specifically, there are two different types of meat. There's the dark meat, which is like the thighs, and I think the legs, and then there's the white meat, which is the chicken breast. Uh, I'm not sure what the difference between the two is. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm almost sure there is no difference except that one piece of meat has bones and the other one doesn't. Does it? Okay. Um, but overall, it's just like, I don't know. As soon as I tasted that chicken, I was like, okay, there must be something to this because there's, there's no way in hell before, like before, I, I never tasted that at all. Before, I used to lick the gravy off the plate, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine myself doing that shit now. And I don't miss it, strangely enough. I don't. Um, there are a lot of good options for uh, a plant-based diet if you're transitioning. Um, there are a lot of meats. I use that in quotation. There are a lot of fake meats out there that are made from like soy and stuff like that. The, the thing I, I tasted that was closely resembles meat that you literally cannot tell at all is something called the Impossible Burger. Um, there's a restaurant a few blocks from my job and they'll, they, I ordered one once for lunch. It costs about 15 bucks. But the way that this is made is awesome because it's like the meat, the patty itself is just made from soy like every other kind of yeah. veggie patty or whatever. But then they add something called heme to it because it turns out the reason why humans are attracted so much to the taste of meat is actually the blood in the meat. When it's cooked, it like gives off an aroma or some sort of taste that just makes us want to keep eating. Mm-hmm. So they created their own blood, quote unquote, but with soy and added it to the meat. Quote okay. unquote. <laughs> um, and so when I bit into that burger, like my stomach... Like, imagine I'm laying down like this, I bite into the burger, and a fucking question mark appears on my stomach. Because it's just confused. It doesn't know what the hell is going on. Is this meat or isn't it? And I had to look it up because I was scared. I was like, did I just eat meat? What's going on? Uh, but seeing as how I didn't throw up or anything, you know. And then once I researched it, and I was like, yo, this is fucking cool. Like, if this takes off, we can just literally replace all meat factories with this. And people wouldn't be able to tell the difference at all nor would they miss actual meat. And in fact, the production of uh, like slaughterhouses and stuff like that, where, they, where we gather meat and milk and all that, is actually one of the biggest contributors to like the destruction of the environment because they produce a lot of CO2 emissions, which is harmful for our atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so if we were all to switch to this, I mean, we could cut CO2 emissions down by like fucking 80%. But then you know what's going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, we don't want the government in our food anymore. (laughs) But they're already in your food. You can't tell me what to eat. If I want to eat McDonald's, I can eat McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) But they're already in your food, man. That's like, that's like, uh, uh, instead of you eating, like, say you ordered, uh, chicken, uh, say you ordered chicken from like a rotisserie spot or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for those regulations, who knows if that was even chicken? You could have been fed dog, cat, rat, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of rumors going around that here in the U.S., you know, 
restaurants do that where they cook it. And I'm not saying they're wrong. There are some restaurants anywhere. It doesn't have to be Chinese. It's not a cultural thing where they serve other meats. You know, I, I saw this. I was watching this one show. I forgot what it was. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was about like a cannibal. And he worked in a deli and he served people people, but they didn't know they were eating people. Yeah. You know, so but what the FDA does is that basically they come in. And they make sure that what you're serving people is not people, <laughs> you know. So, um, so again, you know, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up, especially since we're talking about veganism now. But it, everything goes back to politics. Every little thing. There is nothing you do in this entire world that does not go back to politics. I don't care if you're a content creator. I don't care if you're Joe Schmo or a janitor or a fucking garbage man. Everything goes back to politics, and we should all be informed, and we should all be making informed decisions, and we should all be trying to make our government work for us so we can live better lives. But isn't that the point of the government? The government's supposed to work for the people. Yeah, they are supposed to work for the people. That's what democracy is. But again, money and politics makes that a bit of an issue. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I started dropping the weight relatively quickly. Maybe like two weeks after I stopped eating meat, I was only eating maybe a butter roll in the morning and then a salad for lunch. And then for dinner, I would eat, I would go to my local Chinese restaurant and I would get uh, white rice with uh, just steamed either broccoli or mushrooms and eat that with soy sauce and drink a gallon of water a day. And I'm telling you, that shit just melted right off of me. Right the fuck off. And I feel great. Uh, Before I used to, I used to get winded just going up the steps to take the train. Which was super fucking embarrassing. I hated leaving work just to fucking be like, oh, fuck, now I got to go up these stairs and be all tired and sweaty by the time I get to the top. Mm-hmm. Now I do that shit easily. And by the time I get up the stairs, I was like, yo, wasn't I just walking up the stairs? How am I up here already? <laughs> you know? That's another thing, too. I, I walk around a lot uh, just because of the nature of my job. For yeah. those of you who don't know, uh, you know, I'm a security supervisor. So I just stand and walk around a lot at work and then... I make it my thing where I don't take the train all the way home. I take it close to home and then I walk the rest of the way. And because I live in the Bronx, there's a lot of hills. Yeah. So that's really good for your legs. My legs are stunning right now, by the way. Uh, for the longest time in my life, I was a flabby dude. <coughs> uh, so mm-hmm. I, I barely felt any muscle. So, like, uh, maybe like three months ago or whatever, I'm like feeling around in my pocket for something and I feel something weird. And I go, what the fuck is this? And then, little did I know, I was touching my leg, and I was like, oh my god. My thigh muscle is amazing. Holy shit. Where did this come from? My fucking calf is great. Like, oh, man. And that, that I think, I feel like I, like, I don't work out because mm-hmm. I hate feeling sore. I love feeling adrenaline, but I hate yeah. feeling sore. And in order for working out to be effective, you have to do it multiple times a day. Oh, no, I thought you had to do it multiple times well, um, a week. You can do it multiple times a week if you want to be uh, just, like, regular fit. Yeah. But if you want to get, like, cut or whatever. Oh, like or lean. And lean like, and, like, okay. and like, like, for strength purposes, you want to get stronger, you work out multiple times a day, small sets. Okay. Um, and I find it just hard to work out when I'm sore. Like, it just hurts, and it's not motivating me to keep going. Um, I do remember that, like, last summer was great for me, because I used to fucking go out, I used to wake up at five, go out every morning and jog and shit, but then when it gets cold, it's just so hard to keep that up, because I don't, 
don't like working out in the cold. And anyone who knows me for years knows that I sweat like a motherfucker. Like, I could, I could take one step and sweat. That doesn't mean I'm tired, <laughs> but it's just bad genetics, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't like sweating and being cold. cold. Yeah. Like, it's, it's terrible. So, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to say that this winter, I've, I've accumulated quite a bit of weight. But that's mostly uh, a failure on my end. Mm-hmm. Last summer, I was the lightest I've ever been in my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And I ruined that by rewarding myself with fucking cheese pizzas and ice cream. <laughs> okay? Because, like, I'm not... Because this, this, this is... Um, the reason I ate those things is because I'm not completely vegan. I found it really hard to go transition to complete veganism mm-hmm. because I really like mayonnaise. And I really like cheese. <laughs> and, you know, I like that stuff has, like, eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, eggs and dairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which vegans don't eat. But it's just, like, it's so so good and um so i'm just a vegetarian but even that in itself i I have tremendous health benefits like literally when i was bigger i've been to the doctor a couple times and they would tell me hey look you almost have hypertension which is like high blood pressure getting to like a dangerous extent or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know and they told me that like multiple times um and the first time they told me that i tried to like go to the gym and eat right and whatever and I did that for a while the hypertension went away so once I got back to my regular levels I just was like fuck it I guess I can I, eat I whatever can eat whatever I want I can eat whatever I want but then it came back and I was like fuck but now thank god I don't have to worry about any of that shit mm-hmm. because it, it's never an issue every time I go to the doctor you know what they tell me Yo, your blood pressure is perfect <laughs> I go what? it's perfect oh thanks you know mm-hmm. and um it's just like I, I didn't become a vegetarian because of the way animals are treated because uh, I know a lot of people who are vegans yeah because mm-hmm. of the way animals are treated like for their meat or their mm-hmm. milk or whatever me I don't mean to sound like a complete asshole but I don't care they were raised for that purpose yeah so that has nothing to do with me I'll still wear leather in fact my couch is leather <laughs> I'm sitting on it right now my gaming chair is leather fuck, fuck the collar die for this I'm comfy and I'm you know I'm not like spitting on its memory or whatever because I, mm-hmm. I, I could have just bought it and then throw it out and just set it on fire <laughs> you know I'm not doing that mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the cowhide that I you know that I purchased um and so the, the the thing is a lot of people think that vegans are like pushy or whatever but in reality they just want people to, to live their best lives like yes to be healthy to be healthy right but at the end of the day you know people will do what they want and that's fine too and that's another thing that vegan a vegan extremists need to understand you can't just force it upon anyone else. force it upon anybody you can't sit there and just shit on, on the way that they're eating because that's not going to encourage them to eat the way you do yeah you know I agree that veganism is the future that that to me is obvious because just the health benefits the fact that more and more people once they read up on it on what actual meat does to you yeah. they transition to veganism and they never want to look back because they're living the healthiest lifestyle they could possibly live and they feel great you know so I feel like that's going to be the future maybe at the end of our lifetimes most people will be vegan but you think so? I don't know I feel like maybe I'm a bit optimistic yeah maybe I'm a bit optimistic but I would say at least at least half and half at least half meat half meat at the end of our lifetimes you know what I feel what I feel is the issue is you have the people who are the extremists and then when they like force it upon someone, that gives them a negative spotlight and doesn't give someone else 
the like the time to explain it mm-hmm. and like that's and i feel like that happens with a lot of things especially again it comes back to politics but that happens with a lot of things and like one thing is uh i don't know if this um i don't know if you ever hired someone like to do photography or anything mm-hmm. but like if you ever have a negative experience with a client it's like the worst thing ever yeah and like from my experience like i hate last minute messages like for people to be like oh can you come do this party like on friday and they want me to come on saturday and i'm just like well i have a job i have a life like i have things i have to take care of i can't just drop my job and go to do this party and you're not even even trying to pay me what my job is trying to pay me right and then you like the incentive yeah and i don't know it just that just bothers me a lot i mean i I feel like that's the case for most people who like are trying to make extra cash based mm-hmm. on their skills um the other party that's trying to hire you they don't consider they don't see you as a person they see you as a camera mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so to them it's very convenient when they can just be like hey we'll pay you to do this thing for us because we don't know how to do it no no i know i know it's just like that's like i have it's very weird I have a lot of friends who are also vegan or like don't eat meat-based products or anything like that and they're very like hey this is why I do it you want do you want to try it no okay and then like uh, I don't know if you remember him Rayvon Choji yes right he's also I believe vegan and like whenever I used to go over to his house he'll be like oh yeah like I'll eat the mac and cheese I'll be like oh this is really good what is this he'll be like oh it's a plant-based product blah 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 and I'm just like Yo, I just don't have the time or like I don't want to put in the effort to learn like, okay, what is this made out of? Why am I putting this in my body? Like, I, I just don't want to learn that. Like, how did you figure that out? Or what did you do? Easy. If that makes sense. Easy. I didn't figure it out. I just, you just, I just like, stopped eating all meat-based products. That's it. So and how do you know something is a meat-based product though? Um, okay. For example, it's, it's safe to like eat pasta and bread and yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. There's, there's no meat-based products in that. So my diet mostly consists of uh, vegetables, uh, soy, like tofu, uh, rice, and bread. Okay. That's it. So So what if somebody sneaks some ham into your your bread? Oh, I'll be able to taste it immediately. In fact, this one time, this one time, because I used to get veggie burgers every day for lunch. Yeah. uh, At this deli near my job. But this one time, he cooked the veggie burger without cleaning the stove, and he just finished making... Bacon and pastrami sandwich or whatever. As soon as I bit into that uh, veggie burger, I could taste all the impurities in the fucking meat, mm-hmm. and I could not, like, for the life of me, I couldn't finish the burger. Like, I had to, like, toss it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it, it was just, it was gross. My, my taste buds do not like any of the bacteria in meat yeah. at all. Because it's, it's, it's decomposing bacteria. That bacteria is there to decompose that meat. Yeah. I'm currently alive, so my body does not taste well <laughs> to those bacteria. Okay. No, because, like, I was just, like, uh, Rayvon does the same thing. Uh, like, he can taste whatever, like, uh, something isn't made, like, the right way. Or, like, uh, if something's made, like, if they use the same oil or anything like that. And I'm oh, just, yeah, like, source. I'm just, like, oh, like, you're not going to finish that? Well, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll finish it for you. And, like, me, I don't care. I'll just eat it because I'm right. just hungry. And, like... What I've been trying to do, if this makes any sense, is just, uh, I try to only eat chicken 
and like uh, it would be like chicken breast, grilled chicken. That's all I try to eat. It's just that and whatever else, and that's it. Well, funny you should mention that actually, because I I usually tell people who. You know, because when I tell people, hey, I'm a vegetarian, they go, oh, man, that sounds so hard. I always wanted to do that. And I go, well, you don't necessarily have to try to be a vegetarian if it's too hard. But I would suggest just cut out red meat and pork. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut out a lot of starch as well. Um, because once you have the, the chicken is probably, I hate to use this word, but it's probably the cleanest meat you can eat. Yeah. Chicken and fish. And um, just have that with a lot of plants and you'll be good. Okay, that's great to know. Because uh, a lot of the time, um, fucking red red meat, it takes like 15 years for your body to digest red meat. Really? Yeah, it takes a, quite a while. Like We're not supposed to eat that at all. Humanity is not supposed to eat that. Same way we're not supposed to have anything dairy because... Well, I, I wanted to ask you this because, um, well, back when, like the, I'm not going to say the old days, back when we were cavemen, I guess you can say, <laughs> or Neanderthals, um... They were scavengers. They ate meat. Sure. It, uh, explain, like, why is it like why is it such a bad thing that humans aren't aren't supposed to be eating meat? Okay. Like, what you're telling me is that humans aren't supposed to eat like they're not supposed to have certain chemicals in certain meats that stop it from decomposing. Because I feel like back then you were able like they got meat, they ate it on the spot. They ate it, cooked it. That's it. It was done. We eat it. And like they right. didn't really like hoard it or like save it. Or like save it for like days. Or okay, like I, see, that. I see what you're That's saying. That's what I'm trying. So to. It had, the meat had no time to decompose. Yes. Right. So it was just. Well, I, I was actually thinking about something similar the other day, where it was like, if I if I wanted to go back to eating meat, which I don't know, it, I guess it's a possibility for anybody. But if I mm-hmm. did want to go back to eating meat, that I would only I should only eat meat like straight from the butcher, like where they kill the animal mm-hmm. right there on the spot, or. Or have a farm myself because that's like the only real way <laughs> that you'll know that the meat was alive just a few moments ago and mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of those uh, impurities um but like back then during the caveman time they didn't think about it because catching an animal was easier than growing a plant agriculture wasn't a thing back then yeah they didn't know that you know you could plant something in the ground of course and it'll, of course you know grow um so it was just easier to be like, okay, that thing is smaller and weaker than me, and I'm hungry. I, and I see nice animals idea. eat smaller animals all the time, so why don't I? You know, and I think that was the mentality. Um, I believe it was, it's like the gallbladder. It's like, uh, so humans have a lot of organs called, uh, uh, this, this would it be vestiges, I think is what it's called. Like extra organs that we don't really need. I, I believe the gallbladder is one of them. And back in those days, it helped regulate the consumption of like raw meat. Mm-hmm. But because we've been cooking our meat for hundreds of thousands of years already, that organ is kind of useless. So normally it just gets infected and gets taken out, kind of like the appendix. Mm. You know? uh, it was great having you. It was oh. a great talk. Yeah, man, it was great. Uh, let's, we could, uh, I would like to do this again some mm-hmm. other time. Um, discuss any topic you'd like. Well, at least any topic that I'm familiar with. I'm not going to sit here and talk <laughs> photography with you. Uh, I, I don't know how to sales about it. But if you wanted to, like, make an introductory series into photography, I could be on, you know, uh, you could teach me and the viewers, mm-hmm. or the listeners, a few things about photography. That'd be great. Um, I usually have questions set up, like, at the end. 
uh, name someone who inspired you or got you into politics? That's a great question because we mostly talk about politics. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the founder of Justice Democrats, Kyle Kalinske, he runs a YouTube channel called Secular Talk, and I know I'm promoting him, and like he doesn't even know I exist. But but that's, that's fine. That's but someone that, who inspires but that's, you. But that's fine. But he he basically insp- he got me into politics. Like the way he phrases stuff and like lays it out for you, easy to understand. He does this thing where he repeats a point over a course of videos several times, and he does that because it sticks in listeners' heads. Yeah. That's why when you're, maybe you've had that one commercial that you can't get out of your head that you keep thinking of. Sometimes, yeah. Um, like, uh, <laughs> I suffered pain, I needed law. You remember that shit? One joke for like, hey, law. <laughs> right. The only reason we even remember that is because it played all the fucking time. Yeah. All right? Otherwise, we wouldn't give two shits about that. True. We you know? Um, so it's, it's kind of like that. So at first, I wasn't really super into politics, and I don't even remember how I came across the guy. Um, I guess I was just into like the whole Bernie Sanders thing mm-hmm. that was going on in 2016, 2015, 2016. Um, and so I came across him on YouTube because he was making a lot of content, you know, endorsing Bernie Sanders and, 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 and uh, just explaining what's wrong with the country in general. Yeah. Uh, and so like, once I, I saw a few videos of him explaining things in like immense detail that I could understand me a layman who before that had no prior knowledge to politics whatsoever in fact before I listened to him I thought Hillary Clinton was like the golden standard <laughs> and she's like the best politician ever or whatever turns out she's a piece of shit she's a snake in the grass she's a terrible politician uh, but we'll get to that in a different, time, in a different <laughs> video um, but you know I just learned a lot and then from there, I was exposed to other uh, content creators that also uh, delivered topics on the news, yeah. um, like uh, the Young Turks (TYT) yeah. or uh, uh, Jimmy Dore, the Jim from the Jimmy Dore Show. Um, I like the Young Turks. I just don't like all of their people. Who... No, a few of them. A few of them are annoying. That, yeah. That's one of the. That's one of the. Uh, one of the main complaints a lot of their fan base has. That a few of them are annoying, but the majority of them get to the point. Like shout I actually, out to Hassan Piker. I like shout him. out to Hassan Piker. <laughs> I love Hassan Piker. He's been on Facebook lately. Everyone's seen Hassan Piker. Um, but yeah, man, that that really got me into politics, and then seeing all this inspirational stuff happen with like Alexandria and mm-hmm. uh, all these other uh, uh, Justice Democrats. You know, it's just it's it's really inspiring that people are finally, finally, finally giving a fuck. Because for the longest time, when I was growing up, it was just like, oh, politics doesn't affect my life, so why would I get involved in it, or whatever. Yeah. The reason it didn't affect your life is because you weren't involved. Okay. Everything stayed, everything stayed the same for you, and that was good for them. You know? Good to know. Uh, do you want anybody to shout out your social medias or anything? Uh, I'm not going to shout out any social medias, because uh, my social media game is garbage. Uh, also, <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, you know, I don't really have anything going on right now, but uh, hopefully if you have me on in the future, by then I'll maybe dabble in a few things like streaming, for mm-hmm. example. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, that's about it. You guys have an Xbox? You want to play a game on an Xbox? Uh, you know, you can add me on Xbox, I guess. Say your, say your name. Uh, gamer tag is uh, Die for the Core. I, I was a big, big Green Lantern, Green Lantern fan, <laughs> so <laughs> that's where that comes from. Uh, but thank you again for having me. No problem, bro. It's great talking to you. We always have great discussions. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, and then uh, we're going to end it off there. Till next week, guys. All right, signing off.
Dude, that was amazing.